Hey, everyone. This podcast is part of Story Mode, the podcast network of Gamefully Unemployed. You can support us and gain access to other great exclusive podcasts like Tom and Jeff Watch Batman by heading over to patreon.com slash Gamefully Unemployed. That's patreon.com slash G-A-M-E-F-U-L-L-Y Unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds. Halbkasten mit Tom Reimann an David Bell. Uh, hello, everyone. Hello. Another episode of Hypecast. Hypecast. Ah, it's the show where we get hyped about stuff and things. I'm your co-host, Tom Ryman. I am your other co-host, David Bell. And we have a guest. Say hello. And now hello. You. Hi. Oh. <laughs> it's Katie. It's it Katie. is. It is Katie Stoll. Wait, did I do it this wrong? Is... No, no, you <laughs> did no, it No, you did it perfectly. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> it's supposed to that... be weird and confusing. Perfect. Yeah. I realized that we'd run you we talked a little bit about how the show was go, but we skipped right over the intro. So I was like, I'll just oh, yeah. I'll just wait to speak until it seems appropriate. No, you did it perfectly though. Dave and Thank I one hundred percent forget the intro to every show until right when we're doing it. Yeah, I get it. It is it is a mess every time. Yeah. And that's our signature. That's our signature move. Yeah. yeah our signature I love it. mess. I think um, that that is the plan. Yeah. Uh, Katie, how are you? Welcome to the show. First time. First yeah. time. First time guest. Thrilled to be here. We've tried for so long, especially during this pandemic. There, I, too much to get into. I'm thrilled to finally be. Um, I'm doing all right. I'm doing pretty well, all things considered. Right on. You know, yeah. it's funny. Soren Bowie came on um, our show. We just recorded Name it. Drop. And he said, I know, <laughs> I know. But he said, um, it's funny how he says, I'm doing pretty well, all things, but we always have to say, you know, considering, and I just immediately did it. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. You're like, yeah, that's that's the reflex, because obviously it's been awful and could be awful. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, and and if, in so many ways. So that's the reality. But you know what? I'm feeling pretty good today. My mom's in town. Love that. Oh, nice. Having cool. a little girls week. She's hiding in the bedroom. She asked if she here be my laugh track. And I was like, I don't think. I don't think so. Uh, I mean, if, I she, mean if, she, if she has any, if she has any hot takes on uh-huh. on the trailers today, by all means, uh, yeah, <laughs> invite her in. Uh, uh, but yeah, we're gonna we're we're having a nice time, um, making my my house look cute, hanging out, playing. Yeah, that sounds delightful. Yeah, that sounds yeah. that sounds terrific. Yeah. Um, I'm missing a tooth. What? Oh yeah, yeah. Knock that <laughs> off. They, the the dentist cut off the top of my tooth and he's put a crown in. Why? A temporary crown, and then it fell out. So that's that's my news. That's Dave news. I really need to see. A I picture wanted to share with everybody. Yeah, <laughs> you don't want to see a picture of my. It's I. All right. So it turned out that my back tooth was cracked. Uh, cr- cracked wide open. So they 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 they're doing a they're doing a crown. And I was miserable. And then I got this like old man denture cream. Uh-huh. And now I can't feel a fucking thing. Well, it's that's great. That's something. Wait. So you were yeah. miserable even when you had the the thing on it before I, it fell off yeah if yeah 
yeah, it sucked. It was like it was like gross, and it like scraped against my gums. Yeah, and I wanted to get it off. I was like a I was like a dog with like a cast, you know? Like yes, it was, yes, yes. Dog um, with a cone on. Like you keep licking it. Yeah. Your yeah, tongue exactly. keeps going there, and then it kind of hurts. And it dislodged, and it came right out, and I was happy again because it felt better that way. Well, but the dentist says I need to have it put back in. Boo. So. Yeah. Wait, so that's, that's where I'm the, at. the temporary crown before they make the real one? Yeah, yeah, they're making the real one, apparently. It's a whole thing. Oh, <laughs> I mean, I had my first root canal end of last Ooh. year, and that sucked. So I commiserate. I understand all of it makes me squeamish. I don't like them oh, in yeah. there. Get out of there. Get your hands out of my mouth. I actually, that's I don't not mind where that. hands go. And I like start to, I like, I pan, I like start to hyperventilate sometimes with them poking really? around. Really? Not too bad, but like, you know, it, it's, it's, it's not, it's not my favorite. So I, I, I'm sorry that you're going through that. That's fair. That's fair. Tom, how are your teeth? Uh, who can say? Yeah. Yeah. No I don't, well, I don't think I've been to the a dentist. A very specific person can say. I have yeah. not been to the dentist since I moved to California. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you uh, really, you, who knows? Up on you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At this point, you don't want to like overturn that rock. You know, you yeah. don't want to get the news. Hey, yeah. Tom. Yes. Your honesty is brave, and thank you. For oh, it. thank you. Yeah, I, I felt brave. It felt <laughs> yeah. brave to say. I was like, indeed, it's my courage. I'm right up, right up there with. Um, it's mm-hmm. expensive. It's inconvenient. They're easy to forget about. Yeah. Yeah. They're just little teeth. Little, little face bones. What do I? Falls what do out. I care? You get a new one, right? Yeah, they make yeah. plastic ones. What do I care? It's not like my arm falls off. Says the girl that's right. like, there's a reason why. I obviously, I ended up having a root canal. You know. Oh yeah. No. The person that hates the dentist and is like, fuck it. Well. Look, I, I assume I, that the next time I go to the dentist and open my mouth, it's just going to be a kaleidoscope of terrors. Yeah, don't yeah. do it. Well, this is the time post pandemic. They're very calm and patient. Mm-hmm. They're like, it's okay, everything's all right. Because they, they, like, I'm pretty sure everybody who visits is visiting in some sort of shame. Right? Yeah. Is it like a, a yeah, yeah. <laughs> fangled jawed mutant? Yeah, going exactly. to the dentist. I've seen it all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we should, let's start naming wanna... producers. Yeah. Yeah, let's start being, naming producers. We have a new one. I'm not so sure about this name. They assure me it's a 1-900 hot dog reference. Uh-huh. Uh, a special thanks to Children Love the Meat Millie. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> it sounds we, accurate. It sounds like right, the truth. They're like, it's a 1-900 hot dog reference. It's like, yeah, that checks out. <laughs> uh, big thanks to Grumblebee. Thank you very much. Uh, thank you to Doc Garby, Doc with a K. That's important. Uh, thank you to Screaming Horse Pyramid. Solid. Thank you. Uh, thank you to Del Griffith, the shower curtain fella. Woo. Thank you to Lef. Thank you to Seismic Charge Noise. <laughs> thank you to Jake. Uh, thank you to Numino Ultra Microscopic Silico Volcano Coniosis Jones. Always a pleasure. Thank you to the baby from Eraserhead. Uh, thank you to Chiz Lily Tits. Uh, thank you to these seven bees. Thank you to Breezy Ruizy. Thank you very much. Uh, it's just an assault. Okay, let me jump in here. Thank you to Davy <laughs> Francis for the revenge. Thank, thank you to you. MVB. Thank, thank you to you. Chester's Prophet. Thank, thank you to you. definitely not Guillermo del Toro. Of course. Thank you to Brian, who Tom knows. It's true. Thank you to Bob Grenville. Thank, thank you. you to Steven. Steven. Really went for broke there, Steven. Thank you to Down Home Chicken. Thank you. Thank you to Han Toomey, the Confused Cyborg. Thank you. Thank you to Asking Seven. 
Thank you. Thank you to Happy Ed 209. Thank you. Thank you to Tom and Dave, our good writers. Follow them at Collider and some more news. Woo! Yeah. Woo! Thank you to Tiger Doors Pratt Thompson. Raindrops keep falling on my head. Beautiful. Thank you to Dan Hackroyd. Oh my Thank you. gosh, that's the end of the producers. <laughs> well, well, is it though? For now. For now. Right. We have um, we have okay. a lot. <laughs> we have a lot. We have a lot and we love them all. Indeed, yeah. Um so uh let's get into trailers this first one is for house of gucci yes is, uh yes. ridley scott yeah uh this looks i mean this looks good what do you guys think yeah i'm so, into this i'm into this <laughs> yeah <laughs> like i i was like okay i pulled it up and i was like oh i don't know and the music i can't think of what it was right then but the first few shots i felt my heart quick and i i my first thought was Oh yeah, I'm a target audience for this, aren't I? Very into mm-hmm. it. Um, love those actors. Love what I saw. Yeah, it has they, a hell of a cast and hell of a also, cast. I'm looks beautiful. Just, yeah, and I'm a huge uh, uh, nerd uh, for true crime movies. Yes. Yeah, it's also just a really good trailer. A, like this was actually I wasn't the the actual concept of it I wasn't that excited for, mm-hmm. and then the trailer just like got me pumped for it. Um, that said, uh, there was a tweet I shared a while ago about Jared Leto in this, where it's just like in the seventies, you just hire a guy that looks like, this. <laughs> yeah, and like yeah. it's weird that we're doing this, and we've done it before, <laughs> right? And it's weird that we we're like a balding person, a balding man. It's just like, oh well, that has to be prosthetics. Right. It's Those like, don't exist. Yeah. It's like Colin Farrell in the new Batman movie, where they just yeah. they just made him look like. Um, uh, Richard Kind. Such a, <laughs> such a good point. There's a lot of actors out there. <laughs> right, and there's there's definitely a dude that looks more like Paolo Gucci. We didn't need to, like, okay, well, obviously we're going to hire this handsome skeleton and put 40 pounds That's, of prosthetics on like him. Rep- representation yeah. for, for Gucci lookalikes, you know? This was their chance. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's me. Yeah, it feels like I get why they did it because it's like, oh, Jared Leto, that'll get more people to see it. But, like, it's got to be a real bummer for, like, certain actors. It reminds me of um, Snoke in Star Wars where they got Andy Serkis. But if you look at the set photos, they just have, like, a dude who looks like Snoke there for reference. (laughs) And it's like, well, why didn't you just use him? (laughs) Right, right. And, like, put more makeup on him. It's so weird, the decisions they make. Yeah. Uh, But other than that, I mean, yeah, this looks like a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, Yeah, absolutely. It looks sexy, fun, interesting, uh, true crime, great cast. Got it. Yeah. Ticks, what is the, uh, someone explain to me what the true crime is. I'm, I don't okay, actually so know what La- this is about. Lady Gaga's character uh, basically plots uh, or orchestrates the uh, murder for hire of Adam Driver's character. Oh. Yeah. Fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It'll be fun. Also, yeah. Yeah, it does sound fun. Also, uh, Adam Driver, man. This is like every year is the year of Adam Driver. Right I know. Now. I I was thinking something along those lines. It's like he's everywhere. Yeah. It's he's And it's I don't, still, I love it. Yeah, for sure. I was thinking about this the other day where it's like he's his career is still kind of new enough that he doesn't have too many credits to his name, but like you look mm-hmm. at everything he's done and it's like Man, he really hasn't made like a bad choice yet. Like, no. He is navigating think, his career excellent. Yeah. Yeah. 
I think everybody wants him. They look at him and they're like, look at that weird motherfucker. We got to get him in our movie. He's Fucking, weird but sexy uh, somehow. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I, I don't understand. Yeah, that fella's, that fella's uh, very sexual in a bizarre sort of way. Let's get him in this movie. <laughs> Wait, that was an incredible. That was incredible. <laughs> in, in my universe, I, that's how Ridley Scott sounds. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I thought you were That's, doing yeah, a, what course. was it, Family Guy or something? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, that was Peter Griffin or Jason, for yes. sure. And Ridley Scott. And, and Ridley, Ridley Scott. Scott. Yeah. <laughs> Peter Griffin is actually an impersonation of Ridley Scott. Wow. Yeah. England's Ridley <laughs> Scott. Did not know that. Uh, all right. Yeah, let's uh, move on. Ne- next trailer. This is the show for oh, Venom. shit. Let there be carnage. <laughs> <laughs> so I loved this first trash ass movie so much and this movie <laughs> this sequel looks like more of the glorious trash ass same so I'm so excited for it <laughs> directed by Andy Serkis I know uh, Katie oh. had you seen the first Venom nope I don't know anything about Venom <laughs> it ha- it's not <sighs> go on Tom it's I, I like your your representation of the movie yeah, more than mine it's 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 a a real schlocky superhero movie that you would have expected to come out in like the early 2000s but the kind of the premise is that Tom Hardy plays this guy who has this alien sharing his body with him that will come out and make okay. the the yeah. venom costume and makes them invincible or whatever but he's constantly arguing with this alien inside of his head so yes. Tom okay. Hardy makes a just it's like, a, it's like an hour and a half of Tom Hardy making fascinating decisions as an actor. I, yeah. And and I bet that's really fun to watch, knowing that that's his struggle. I, I yes. kind of got yeah. that from the trailer. Curious question. Uh, uh, do you have any insight into the moment when Woody Harrelson bites hands and then eventually transforms? Now, did he need some of that venom to transform himself? I feel like that's how they're going to explain it in the film. Okay. Yes. Okay. All right. That's what I thought, perhaps. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. So in that case, yeah. I think that this is an effective trailer to someone who has not seen the first movie to kind of maybe get uh, the gist of some of the, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, There's... And Woody Harrelson, similar to uh, Adam Driver popping up a lot in another one of the trailers we're talking about. Yeah. Woody's been showing up in everything lately. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I want to note that this, uh, the writing credits of this is Kelly Marcel, who did the screenplay for Fifty Shades of Grey, mm-hmm. also wrote oh, the first wow. Venom. Um, that's not what interest is, interests me. The only other writing credit is a story by for Tom Hardy. Yes. Really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, he's expanding. <laughs> yeah. And I love that it's Tom Hardy, Michelle Williams, and Woody Harrelson, three amazing actors doing this schlock in like... Something about that makes me think this is going to be fucking amazing. Uh, they're they're going to ramp up like the the first Venom. I didn't care for it that much, but uh, it was definitely fun. And like it does a lot of the things superhero movies have to do, which is spend a lot of its time setting it up. You know what I mean? Being like, here's the origin, here's where they came from, and so this is I think uh, going to be fun because they don't have to do any yeah. of that, right? Yeah, you just uh, get and, Woody Harrelson in a strange wig biting his hand, and then, and then yeah, we're off to I, the races. I wish he had the fucking wig from they, the first one. He had one, an incredible but... wig in the first one, but he has an equally impressive set of wigs in this film, <laughs> I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like you said, Tom, it's early 2000s superhero, and there's something like nostalgic about that now, so... 
Yeah, I'm I'm like strangely excited for this. Yeah, thing. I, I just want it to be entertaining garbage, just like the first right. one was. There's it has nothing to lose. And that's, <laughs> it really that's doesn't, it and that's like yeah. the best possible position a superhero sequel can be in is that it has absolutely nothing to lose. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, any other thoughts before we move on? No. I'm good. All right. Uh, Cinderella. Let's talk Cinderella. about Cinderella. Yeah, okay. let's talk about some. This one is interesting to me because it's a live action adaptation of Cinderella that's coming out in the middle of all of these live action remakes of the Disney uh, animated right. fairy tale movies, mm-hmm. but this is not at all Disney. connected to Disney. Well, there's been like 10 live action Cinderella. There's been right? a few, yeah. There was even the I'm Disney like, one like six years ago. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like strangely rooting rooting for this because it's at least different. Yeah, looking. Yeah, like it it, it it's got like a, a interesting cast and I don't know. It's clearly deviating from the classic tale, and it's like, look, if we're gonna make ten of these, fuck it, you might as well make like yeah, make it weird. They've inserted these musical elements. It's you know slightly. Here is my okay. I, I've mm-hmm. had a couple thoughts. First, I was like, all right, if I was a kid. Yeah, it would be. Right. Anyway, I could get the appeal. And then I had a couple things like, I don't know, in this world where there's like a lot of diversity amongst the population, I don't like that the royal family is all white still. <laughs> is that weird for me? I don't know. I, I, no, you know, I know what you're saying. I, I where was it's, like, it's... You're, you're trying to shake up this story in some way, and yet your core cast is still white. And I was a little pointed. Yeah. I mean, I get what you're saying where it's like if you're going to, do it differently you might as well go for it yeah right? the story doesn't need to be held by the same like yeah anyway that that was my thought when i was watching it but then i also thought that it looks like a fun movie for a kid you know yeah it doesn't yeah, the, that's what it is it's like it's clearly not for me yeah right. uh but it's like i'm never gonna watch this uh so like in that regard i'm like yeah i hope it's good i hope it's fun it- i hope it's interesting it seems perfectly fine. Yeah, I like Billy Porter. <laughs> it's no Cinderella 3, A Twist in Time. That's no, true. No, no. The few um, things are, except specifically that film. Yeah. You can't that... get that fucking movie anywhere. It's awesome. If you ever get a chance to catch Cinderella 3, A Twist in Time, it's a very good what addition to the to Cinderella. What happens to Cinderella that she gets twisted in time? It's a, yeah, it's a fucking time travel. Um, what happens? Oh, it's on her? Disney+. Plus. Oh, well, no, it, 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 all right, all right, I won't spend too much time on this. Um, <laughs> the, 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 one of the, um, I think the evil stepmother steals the fairy godmother's wand and uses it to go back in time to the first Cinderella and um, implant one of her daughters in instead of Cinderella. Oh. So she, like, it's like Back to the Future rules where, like, suddenly Cinderella is just working at the castle, um... And the prince is married to one, uh, one of her stepsisters instead. And what happens is that instead, it's a, actually a cool idea, is they give both Cinderella and the prince more agency. Because if you remember the first one, he's just like, the shoe fits. I love you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so in this version, they slowly get to know each other. And they, like, they naturally form a relationship. And she becomes and his mistress because he's a prince and he can't get divorced <laughs> from his bitch wife. Kind of. <laughs> Kinda, but no, they do. They actually do a redemption arc for the stepsister too, which I thought was really cool. That they make the stepsister actually a human being. Like it's a little more complex than the first Cinderella. Interesting. Uh, it also has a couple killer action scenes where, like, okay. she's like, 
riding on the top of a pumpkin carriage and has to like she's like has to like jump off of it and shit uh this sounds it's, really it's, rad it's pretty rad yeah yeah i kind of wish that was the trailer we just watched yeah 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 more of that yeah um let's move on all right this is american <laughs> sausage standoff yes I mean, um, sure. I, I think the premise is fun. It's about a, a, a town, I guess, in the early 20th century where hamburgers are their thing. And they have these these German rapscallions who are like, no, sausage is the thing. So now they're in a standoff. Um, yeah. I thought it looked fun. But it's really all in the execution. But I thought it looked fun. I was like, I would see it. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's got Dan Doherty from uh, Deadwood as the, the head yeah. of the town. It's, That's yeah, where he's from. It yep. took me <laughs> till you just said it right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's got the guy from like uh, from Snatch yes. and Train Spotting. And Train Spotting, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Alien versus Predator. It's mostly Alien versus Predator. I don't know. That's what a good was, question. What's the question? Who directed it? Oh, it's it's uh, it looks like some guy Ulrich Thompson. I've heard that um, name. I don't know. Let's who he see. Is. It looks like he's actually an actor. He's been in a lot of stuff. Um, oh. He's directed only a couple things. Yeah, this is. Um, it. It. I. I put it on here because I wasn't sure if this is going to be a good movie or not. But it's definitely like a unique movie that I don't think people were talking about. Yeah. Um, I have less confidence in it. Think like, oh, he hasn't directed very many movies. But mm-hmm. I, I. I thought it was a good trailer. Yeah. I, I. It can really go either way. It's like a little quirky. It's got a little of that. Um, like that shoot 'em up type vibe, but it. If it was like it, Friday night and I was picking between a couple movies, and one of them was a documentary that I wasn't that stoked about, and the other one was this, and then the other one was the Cinderella, I would definitely choose this. You yeah, know? yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's got kind of this. Its tone. It, it's like it, it. It has the um, throwback setting, but its tone's very modern. Um, like all the jokes are real modern. Um, a lot of rapid yeah. fire dialogue and looks like maybe some slapstick. I don't know. It looks, it looks like it could almost have been a Coen Brothers movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's not. Uh, so, but it's, <laughs> but it's not. So we'll see. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we'll definitely see. People should. People. It's got a lot of. Yeah, it's got a lot of like familiar faces in it. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, people should check. Definitely check out the trailer. Yeah, watch I don't, the trailer. I don't know when it's coming out or anything like that. Um, all right, let's talk about Kate. Love the name. <laughs> yeah, good name, good name. Solid name, as strong I, name. Yeah, as I put in the notes, it is weird that they keep doing this where they have like Salt and Lucy. <laughs> yeah. Um, and they're all these um, women-driven action films. They all seem to have this weird pattern to them. Um, but, I mean, this still looks good. What do you guys think? I think she looks like a badass action star. Yep. Yeah. Badass. Yeah. Um, and I like her... Um, and, and you know what? People have compared me to her, and my name's Katie. So I, this feels like this movie was made for me to go see. If I'm being just really basic. No, I, I, yeah, I. This it looks pretty, pretty rad. Uh, yeah, Mary Elizabeth Winstead uh, is great, uh, and she looks awesome in this. She um, does. She looks yeah. so good at it. Not every. It's not easy. Not everybody can pull that off. Oh yeah, we got more Woody Harrelson in this one. Yes. He, he plays the mentor character. Mm-hmm. Apparently, it's like the plot of Snatch. She has twenty four hours before she dies, and she has to kill her murderer. That's the plot of Snatch. Uh, not Snatch. Sorry, <laughs> Crank. Crank. Look, okay. All these similar names. Similar. Similar names. Um, uh, I don't think it's not quite the same, but you you get the similarity. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, I, I don't know. It's uh, This director hasn't done much. Mm. I just looked him up. They did The Huntsman Winter War. Oh, which, hmm. well, here's the thing about a movie like that. There's no telling if if that means they're a good director because that's no. the sequel to the Snow White, the like gritty Snow White. And Snow White got the new man. director doing something that's probably one of their. You know, there's a lot of studio. There's a lot of different people chiming in. I don't know. I sometimes feel that way for new directors coming in on franchises like that. Oh, for sure. It's it, right. it, 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 that it's it's like. Alien 3 with David Fincher. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Like what Yeah, it absolutely. It's this is it was the, his first movie. This director is the fucking Huntsman sequel. <laughs> that, yeah, that's got to be a <laughs> that weird That is a nightmare. brutal task. I don't Yeah. But also like you can't uh, say no to that job if you're no, a new director. Yeah. You're like, I, yeah, right. I guess. And then he gets to make this. Yeah. From the writer of Extraction, by the way, which is I believe um, isn't that no? This is a different in- extraction. Which one's Tom? Is that the one where he fights children? Extraction. That's it. That's one of the extractions. Yeah. Yeah. This is the other one with Bruce Willis. Oh dear. And Gina Carano. So not Oof. not as good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we'll see. I like Mary though. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. No. I, I, yeah. This movie looks pretty awesome. Yeah, and she looks great in it. And yeah, like again, she. She could kind of single-handedly carry this, yeah. Um, if she needed to, mm-hmm. but she got Woody. Yeah, yeah, and she's got Woody. Yeah, he's right there, waiting in the wings. Right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, good for her. Wasn't she in Gemini Man? She was, uh, and also gave you got the sense that's like, wow, she's really being underutilized because in a couple uh-huh. of action scenes she gets, you're like, hey, this is they should have let her do more in this film. Yeah, she kind of needs to be a superstar already. All right. This stuff. She will be. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Next trailer is uh, Together. Together. Yeah. Just in, just is, uh, in case uh, you were worried that we weren't going to get any more oof. sappy uh, dramedies about the pandemic. Here's another one. Mm-hmm. I just am not ready for any of it. Like, that's my first thought when I see things. It's like, we're still in it, guys. Right? We're still we're fucking in it. We're learning from it still. I'm entering into a whole different phase. I haven't had have time to reflect. So nothing you're showing me is going to be that meaningful, and it's not going to have a profound impact. Does that make sense? Like, there's yeah. one thing when you're watching. Like, I've been watching couples therapy, and it is fascinating to switch when shooting and, you know, it's a reality show, but like, okay, right. we're talking about surviving the pandemic as we're in it through this lens of real life stories and stuff. And there's something interesting about that. But when, but anything written like this is going to be trite. 100%. You can't have, you can't have arrived anywhere um, interesting yet. Exactly. It's, it's, it's the same issue I have with movies like Sully or uh, mm-hmm. any movie that's like based on a real event that comes out like two years after mm-hmm. the real event. It's like, we do not know what the context of this is yet. Exactly. Like we, we don't, we haven't had this, like this, we haven't processed this yet. Yeah. Sully, what if Sully turns out to be a fucking monster? Right? Like, we don't know. Or, or uh, like, we just don't, like, with that example, we just don't know how significant this event is going to actually be in the long run. So it's just mm-hmm. like, right. we're just watching uh, the uh, the SNL no, version of it. So that's, I get it's, the same vibe from this movie. Yeah, it's them making a buck in the moment and being exactly. like, do you think this movie is going to matter in 30 years? And it's like, ah, who cares? Yep, yep. Uh, some more, my, oh, okay, yeah. So, yeah, this was clearly, like, hammered out in the first week of the pandemic. 
like the screenplay. Uh-huh. Um, it's also the most indie fucking trailer. Like the, yes. the music is like they're Rolodexing every single indie. Yeah, and uh, they're talking directly thing. to the camera. It's a shame yeah. because yeah. It's, a, it's James it's, McAvoy and Sharon Horgan who are both great. great. Yeah. Yeah, it's the director of Billy Elliot, which again, very indie. Um, I, I want to piss you guys off right now. I read the cast. Uh, James a- uh, McAvoy and Sharon Horgan play the characters titled as he and she. Get oh. the fuck out of my... F- I'm deleting this from the doc oh. as we look at it. Delete it. Hard, uh, hard, hard Such pass. a bummer. Hard yeah. pass. Such a fucking bummer. Kiss my ass, movie. This <laughs> Making this vomit. twee bullshit about a yeah. pandemic we're still in the middle of. How dare you because you were uh, bored yeah could um uh. yeah yeah i love that we're all on the same page here also it, it yeah, has yeah, like yeah. such a it has like such a shitty boring thing to say like the premise of the movie is the married couple who don't like each other and now they're stuck together during the pandemic and they come to find out <gasps> they actually do like each oh. other it's Get out of my face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't feel healthy no, it, either. Like, no. I have a message. I don't know. Katie no, said trite not. earlier, and that's the perfect word. It's yeah. Just, it's, yeah. And this isn't a hit against anybody working on it, because it seems like everybody who's worked on it is talented. It's and just, I'm sure yeah, you pandemic. really wanted to, you, but you made a bad choice. Yeah. Yeah. This is, this is bad. Yeah. How dare you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on. Waste my time. Right. Yeah, waste my goddamn time <laughs> with this horseshit. <laughs> uh, final trailer. This is for Star Trek Prodigy. Um, not about the band, which is unfortunate. Man, what if? Can you imagine? What yeah. if? This is a Nickelodeon Star Trek TV show. Now, it's an animated. Uh, my it's... friend, our friend Noel. You know, he's no Noel. She's on a different star trek animated show she's on below decks right below deck. or lower decks or lower decks yeah. lower decks which is i believe the name of a tng episode i haven't actually watched it's that lower one. decks is also just starship icarus <laughs> yeah i know right. <laughs> uh, yeah i haven't watched that at all this um i think is actually the first star trek thing which is for, weirdly enough for kids that I look at, I'm like, this is what Star Trek should be. Really? Because this is uh, still extremely. This is literally the plot of the of the Force Awakens. Like this is still very Star Wars. Yeah, I guess here's. I, I wrote my I wrote my little thing here in the notes. One, it takes place after Voyager, which I think is good, um, because I'm sick of Star Trek existing be, like in the past. Right, they keep making prequels, and it so that increasingly doesn't make sense. To the point, like, in the current Star Trek series, which takes place before the original series, the Klingons look totally different. And it's like, how is that working? Yeah, exactly. And it's like, can we advance the story? We, we, Why did we stop at Voyager for some weird reason? Um, I've also been watching a lot of Deep Space Nine. And the thing about Deep Space Nine that's interesting is uh, it takes place on a starship or on a, like, a star base. Um, that doesn't move and it's like a western they do it very mm. much like a western town and i always thought like why don't why does every star trek always go back to they're on a ship exploring space when there's like other things to do this is that but i appreciate that it's not starfleet that it's apparently just like a bunch of scrappy teens as silly as that is um 
at least it's a little different. Mm-hmm. At least it's like, oh, this isn't Starfleet. These are like random people in this. Like, there's no reason Star Trek needs to follow Starfleet officers every time. So I appreciated that. And I actually appreciated like the optimism or this kind of the silliness in it, even because mainly because it's a kid's thing. But I appreciated it not taking itself really seriously. Right. But you're right, Tom. It still kind of still stinks of J.J. Abrams. It is still Star sure. Wars, but I do I do agree about the the optimism. That's you know it's, it, now that we're awash in the 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 J.J. Abrams version of Star Trek, which is like everything, the movies and the current TV shows are extremely gritty and serious and just Star Wars basically now. Uh, like Star Trek and and Next Gen, it's, they're all really optimistic shows at their core. Like they're yeah. they're about like like a hopeful view of the future which is really really rare in science fiction and like somewhere down the line an executive was told like you know they really like tng and people are kind of mad about you know that you like the discovery or whatever like some it got to an executive and they're like okay let's do picard and make it gritty and brooding and it's like no you idiots (laughs) like you missed the point um so like I hope this does really well, and I hope it is what it seems like it is. I um, have never seen it. Oh, no. So I need to do that. I know that I would love it. I know that I would love it, but it's daunting because there's so much of it. Um, yeah. So, you know, I I literally have nothing to add to this conversation <laughs> in terms of the, the franchise, but it looked uh, good. <laughs> um, <Yeah>. Like, <laughs> no, but like literally, like the animation, I thought. Here's all right. So if you start watching Star Trek, if you start with the original series or TNG, at least I can say this confident about TNG, you're going to be shocked about how not progressive certain episodes okay, are, sure. considering how many people talk it up and are, were yeah. raised by it. It's definitely dated, but um, if you get through that first season, um, you'll you'll see. Do you the appeal. suggest that I start with TNG? Uh, I do. You can, Tom, you might have a different opinion. You could do that. either. Uh, S- Star Trek, um, for being, I don't know. It's it, it's it's a shorter. It's a it's a smaller undertaking. So I think there's only like 80 episodes. Um, okay. The original series. Yeah, the right. original series. Yeah. yeah, and it's you know it it also has its uh, certain issues with being well, I, dated, but you know that's it's from. Fine. Yeah, it's from the '60s. So, but it is in other ways, it's like weird, pretty progressive for a show on the it. '60s. I could take it for what it's. The, the positive of the time you know? yeah yeah and it's also they're they're just real meditative uh, it's it's the, the star trek and next gen are closer to like twilight zone where it's like the, the very much using the the genre as a, a way to make a social and political commentary that won't get them thrown yes. in prison or whatever yeah. at the there's, time. there's certain things that i'd say every series fails at one being humor uh the their attempts at humor are usually pr- pretty cringeworthy kind of funny in also own, you know right yeah the, the, yeah the intended humor usually falls flat there's there's an ocean yeah. of unintentional comedy in both series yeah yes um also the way they deal with romance is real Oof. a real bummer sometimes oh i'm sure it is <laughs> yeah it's uh it's it's almost as if it was written by a bunch of dudes a bunch in the 90s of dudes. <laughs> yeah so like that yeah there are blind spots but it is um it's sort of like the spirit of it it's it's the sadness of the new stuff is like with the sensibilities we have now it would be really cool to see another star trek that actually filled that optimism Mm -hmm. slot and like 
thought passed in the timeline past Voyager, which was Voyager's the last series that like chronologically took place, I believe the last in the timeline and they haven't really like gone past that for some reason because nobody likes it so they don't want to connect it to voyager <laughs> right yeah that's why they keep going back to the original series in tng anyway we've spent enough time on star trek <laughs> no we haven't all right you have a whole other let's... show with michael <laughs> all right let's get into news stories but first Woo! we have some patrons to name yeah! starting with Kool-Aid Molotov says fill me with the blood of your billionaires and drip drink deep my brothers uh, thank you. Thank you to E.T., the extravagant terrestrial. Uh, thank you to Cody Johnston's time machine noise. <laughs> uh, thank you to Pete Vorpagel. Uh, thank you to Glitterous, CFO of Michael Shannon's Chocolate Factory. Sure. <laughs> thank you to subscribe to Jason Pargin's Substack. Uh, thank you to the Midnight Patrons. What patrons? Sorry. The Midnight Patron, what patrons at midnight. There you go. Got to be clear. Let me jump in here. Yeah, thank you to Exploding Runes. Thank you to Andrew, Andrew Howe, Howe. Thank you to Vincent with a Y. Thank Thank you to Rev MD. Thank you to Dr. DNA. Thank Thank you to Lauren Gucci. Probably pretty excited about the House of Gucci trailer. Oh, yeah. Uh, Thank you to Bootler Bootlison. Thank (laughs) you. All right, so news stories. Um, So we have... Everybody's talking about this story. <laughs> Nicholas Holt, the star in a Universal monster film focused on Dracula's henchmen. Sure. It, no, no one could abs- shut up about it. Yeah. People are talking about it left and right. It's, it's all been over on Twitter. The, on, on, ev- on every, everyone's lips this it's past week. It's called Renfield. Yeah. Um, so he's, he's uh, the guy Tom Waits plays in the Coppola version. Right. I mean, I guess. I think definitely Universal Studios... They have like a whole room of people trying to think up things to do with their universal monsters. Yeah, and this is very much since uh, the the Invisible Man worked. Uh, th- they've shifted their focus from that god awful dark universe <laughs> project yeah. into just le- kind of just like a shotgun blast of okay, let's just get a bunch of people, a bunch of filmmakers who have ideas for different monster movies we could do, and let's just put a couple of them into production and see what happens. I appreciate that because it means they're like, you know what? Fuck cinematic universes. Yes. Yeah. Please. Yeah. We, we have the one. That's all I can handle. I don't need yeah. more than that. <laughs> can you imagine if these did really well and we'd have to be keeping track of the Right, of where like the Universal creature from the Black Lagoon was. I literally can't imagine that. <laughs> <laughs> I refuse to. That is yeah. violence, and I don't accept it. I don't have room for that in my brain. Yeah. What a terrible uh, world that would be, where we have to keep track of where the Wolfman is. Yeah. It is. Uh, it was written by Robert Kirkman, and is the director of t- the Tomorrow War doing it? So, hmm. you know. Okay. The, a ba- uh, the director of a bad movie from the writer of a bad comic. <laughs> Although uh, Invincible is pretty good, that yeah, if you yeah. haven't seen that uh, animated series um, on Amazon, it's based on a Robert Kirkman comic, and it's pretty good. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It starts out like you think it's gonna be. It, it starts out looking like it's gonna be like another lesser version of The Boys, like a superhero genre subversion, and then it turns into a straightforward superhero story, which is weirdly refreshing. Cool. Hmm. It's also Ryan Ridley did the screenplay. Uh, Ryan Ridley has done Rick and Morty and community episodes. All right. So hmm. 
This could be fucking anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know what to make of this. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's Nic- It's going to be Nicholas Holt creeping around looking like Tom I Waits. am excited about that uh, because Nicholas Holt has really, over the past couple of years, learned how to, because uh, he's kind of like a unconventionally handsome leading man. So he's steering into playing like weird goblins and i yeah. love that about yeah. him yeah i mean i would say he's your typical handsome leading man and i think he had the colin farrell thing where he's like no i can do other weird shit <laughs> and he's now he's starting to do that he's been everywhere that show what's the yeah. name of that show the great uh, he was incredible he's so incredible good on that. the great my gosh <laughs> you know yeah Real pure chef's kiss. He's incredible. That said, I probably won't watch. I'll see the trailer. (laughs) Yeah, if if he if he's doing like a real appealing like just uh, just bug shit Jared Leto thing, like Jared Leto and the Little Things, where he's walking like Frankenstein for no conceivable reason. Yeah, if he if he goes over the top with this, that's the only um, direction to go with a movie about Renfield, right? Because who cares? Also, like. (laughs) Yeah, give like the have like Dracula be played by like Nicolas Cage. Like Ooh. really just let's let's go let's go out of control with this <laughs> yeah. premise. Um all right, next news story. I simply wrote uh the fuck Matt Damon. Yes, the fuck Matt Damon. What I don't even um, You want to explain I, it? I, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Matt Damon in an interview, he he pulled a um a Liam Neeson where he just like decided to tell everybody that he used the F slur uh, to, as in a slur to refer to LGBTQ people um, and that his daughter uh, changed him and was like, don't do that and taught him not to. And he thought that was like a real feel good story, but it's one of those things. It's like, it was like a few years ago. Was like, or like it was recently. Yeah. He said until a few years ago. And it's one of those things where it's like, okay, I guess good for you, but also you were what? Like, Way it's past that, acceptable where it's like, time frame for, it never was it acceptable, but you know, we've all known better for at least my entire life. Right. Like, <laughs> Maybe if he not, was like, I used it as a, yeah, if he was like, I used it in my 20s and I feel bad about that, it'd be like, oh, okay, I, I kind of get that. I mean, I didn't, but I get that. Um but no, he's like, I used it until a couple months ago. Yeah, and then it's like, unbelievable. This... But then he walked it back. Yes, and then he said, I have never used it. So what in is my it, personal buddy? Life. <laughs> yeah, and it was like, but that was the story. Yeah, so why you did you tell this story then, you you maniac? <laughs> Meanwhile, the producers of Stillwater are like, Matt, <laughs> why did you even on, bring this why story up? up? He's yeah. so dumb. Also, I mean. Yeah, I think maybe Matt Damon's not such a good guy. <laughs> There's also all this stuff yeah, about he, diversity with that Project Greenlight. Is that what it was yeah, called? Yeah, that was. Oh, yeah, yeah, that happened a while ago. That was a real bummer. Yeah. yeah. Meanwhile, they're getting heat from um, Amanda Knox, right? Because of Stillwater, where she's like, they didn't, they didn't clear this with me. <gasps> they did. Uh, no, it, like she called them out and was like, no one, no one said, hey, we're making this movie. That's unacceptable. Um, is it? I didn't yeah. realize it was literally about her. It's based off of her, mm. I think. Um, I don't know if they actually said it. I think that's how they're legally getting around it. Mm-hmm. But she clearly watched this trailer and was like, what the fuck? That's shady. Um, yeah. So they're already getting enough heat. And like on top of that, I don't know how many people wanted to watch this movie to begin with. 
Um, I mean, it's getting good reviews, but I, yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, it, I've heard people have said that it's good. Yeah, so it's just this weird PR mess. Um, I don't know, man. I, I I don't know what to make of it. It's just <laughs> other than it's a dude, the fuck Matt Damon. Well, he's he he. You know, he grew up as like a, a shit kicking dude in Boston or whatever. Yeah. Uh, he's been s- extremely wealthy for a quarter century, so he's completely divorced from how people interact. I suppose. So it's right. like there's. Yes. I, I mean, I'm just in this in this bizarre bubble of like thinking that telling people this story is like uplifting because he's just so lost touch with people i like i don't know right. it's like again it's liam neeson right it's, it's like why idea. would you tell this story i all right i i get why because he's trying to show like people grow yes it's just the detail right. of yeah <laughs> it's, that oh, it's so recent ago. it's like fucking it's like, what, what? It's, it's so bizarre we all have um, known better for a very long time yeah it's it's Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. They're two bros from Boston yeah. who somehow like I feel like they're constantly in over their heads yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. when it comes to every given moment. I, mean, and I don't really sympathize like, with them. That is visible on Ben Affleck's face twenty four hours a all day. Time. All these <laughs> yeah. shots of him with J Lo, even he's like, "What happened? How did I get here?" He looks right. so exhausted and like on the verge of panic in every yeah. photo that's taken of him. <laughs> um, oh okay. man. <gasps> So yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know, man. <laughs> it's fucking rich white dudes just saying shit. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's what comes it's down the, it's to it's the embodiment of that meme. What you should have said was nothing. Yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> but I guess it's one of those things where it's like, part of me is like, I guess good to know. <laughs> sure. This about Matt Damon. Uh, yeah, you didn't absolutely. have to tell me, but now that I know, I can know. Like, yeah, not a not a great guy. <laughs> Yeah. Apparently. Um, but it's, yeah, I don't know. I don't know, man. Uh, let's talk about this uh, Jeopardy host negotiations. Um, a guy named Mike Richards, the Variety, put out an, uh, a thing saying he's in advanced negotiations mm-hmm. to become the permanent host of Jeopardy. Twitter got very mad because everybody was like, well, LeVar Burton. I got mad because I wanted Alex Schmidt to get we it. We all want Alex um, Schmidt to get it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but... At first, I felt bad for this guy because I was like, "Oh, this poor guy." Then I learned that he's like an executive, yeah, for yes, Jeopardy, mm-hmm. who then had like several harassment and discrimination things against him on other shows. So it's like, oh, the, it, fuck it this followed, guy. Oh, I was. Just, it's it's like it followed him from like two different networks that apparently just didn't care about it. What a wild wow. move, though. This he's not even an on-camera person. Yeah. I guess he did host a couple things. It's just so, it's such perfect like mediocrity from like from like uh, uh, corporate executives who are out of touch. Yeah, where like so they were like, I know, everybody loves Mike around the office. Let's make him the right. host. Like, and it's like he had a couple Jesus. of seasons of some obscure, irrelevant game show about geek culture he did ten years ago. Let's bring him in here. I think what I have heard is that. He was already, he got hired on as an executive producer with the understanding that he was going to become the new host and the guest hosting stuff was just, you know, purely performative to make Jeopardy relevant to people. Right. That's what I've heard. They wanted to. Why would they give him the job though? No idea. (laughs) You know what? Especially with this this horrible history of uh, abuse and harassment. 
that's still the missing. I don't understand it. Yeah, no, I, yeah. I, I was I just saying that. Is... I don't understand. Oh, yeah. yeah, but the guest host stuff, it reminds me of um, a show we all remember, which was Fox's Secrets of Magic Revealed uh, in yes. the 90s, um, hosted by Mitch Pileggi from The X-Files. They did this whole thing with a mystery magician where they're like, who is it? Who's this mystery magician? And he was going to unmask himself in the last episode. And he did. And he was a nobody. Like, no one knew who he was. And he's like, it is I. And everybody was like, who are you? And that's what this feels like where they're like, who's going to be the new host? Is it this guy? Is it LeVar? Ah, No, it's this guy that we already had uh, waiting. And no one's heard of him. Just really cynical from top to bottom. Every aspect of this is just like cynical and gross. Yeah, give us give us what what America wants, which is Alex Schmidt mm-hmm. as the new host of Jeopardy. Absolutely, barring that, Lavar Burton. Yeah, if Alex if is Alex unavailable. is unavailable. <laughs> yeah, Lavar is definitely available. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, Lavar is is down to host. He's, he's down. been down to. He's been sitting here he like, hey, everybody. Light. Of course. Yeah. he's Lavar Burton. It's it's ridiculous. They have this very clear obvious option that everybody yeah. wants alex schmidt yes alex, alex schmidt LeVar yeah or lavar burton and they're well, just I like nope, they don't this want guy. good ratings they don't want i good don't ratings. know it's i don't know um, <sighs> or they're brilliant and this is like wrestling where they this guy right like have lavar come out and, and hit him with a chair exactly <laughs> and start hosting now that would be that would be amazing uh they're not going to do that, are they? No, probably not. They're not, not. going to have LeVar Burton hit him with a chair. No. But That's you got to have hope. He's not going to run out in a Degeneration X t-shirt, probably. Probably. <laughs> I can't say with 100% certainty. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. I'll watch the first episode, and then if it doesn't happen, mm-hmm. it doesn't happen. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. I guess that's it for news stories. Yeah. we got some more let's, patrons Let's to name thank. some more producers. All right. Uh, hey, thanks to Tux. <laughs> Thank you, Tux. Thank you to Ricky Cilantro. Thank you very much. Thank you to Norm from Cheers. Thank you. Thank you to Space McNulty. Thank you very much. Thank you to, oh, great, it's that guy. Uh, Thank you to Nolan Mayton. Thank you to vaccinated man, Andrew McGuire. Congratulations. Thank you to AJ. (laughs) Thank you to Tip Drizzle. Gross. I repeat, (laughs) Tip Drizzle drizzle all right let me swoop in here thank you to burrito mouth thank you to mrs voidus thank you, thank you to the thank ghost you. of dave thomas thank you to thank aaron you. bursar thank, thank you to david you. knife boot hinson mba knife cpa boot. thank you to christopher robert sparts esquire thank, thank you to mckenzie fuck shuffling with willem defoe's confusingly large dick chill thank, thank you. you to vaccinated jay and thank, thank you. you to pie guy pie guy, oh, pie guy. right dave dave what? david what david what? What? Do you have what? a film, a movie, a motion picture that mm. deserves more hype? Oh, you know I do. Ah, Tom. Good. I thought that you might. I'm so glad. Yeah. What, what fortune? I I totes do. This is um. <laughs> this is this is called Mosquito State. <laughs> it sure is. Uh, <laughs> yeah. This is coming out August 26th, streaming on Shutter. Um. It it's, <laughs> looks real fucking weird, man. Uh, this comes this this takes place in 2007. It's uh, about a Wall Street analyst, this guy who's uh, uses math to like tell what what the next big hot thing is gonna be. Um, he's he's Christian Bale in uh, The Big Short, sure. right? Okay. Um, 
he's like a math whiz and he just he sees 10 steps ahead he goes to a company party and he meets uh, a, a woman and he meets a mosquito uh-huh. and i guess he take i think he takes the mosquito home and he starts noticing patterns in his computer models while swarms of mosquitoes start breeding and taking over his apartment what? and also he notices patterns in the mosquitoes and it's it's about someone just like i don't know losing their mind in their apartment the trailer says it's a mix of what cronenberg and kafka <laughs> it's like jesus christ um yeah. <laughs> i mean it sounds horrifying and this is coming out in a month <laughs> yeah yeah kind of right it's it's very it looks fascinating though what do you guys think uh, i'll be honest <laughs> i didn't scroll down far enough so this is the first time <laughs> seeing it that's okay i, that's I messed up i didn't i didn't know there was another page i know and okay. yeah the, the 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 hype movie sneaks in there and, and trips you up <laughs> I mean, I think it. I think it works because then you get to genuinely react to it. So, so I it am works. not big on horror personally. That that creeped me out just describing it. So I'm not sure if I'm going to be seen. Right. I'm not even I, sure if it's a horror. Or to be whatever. Honest. Maybe I, it's not. Well, I think, isn't Shutter I think it's, horror? It is. Yes, yeah. I think it's one of those movies where like. They looked at it and they're like, I don't know, I guess horror? Like, I mean, it so- that sounds horrific to me. I mean, bugs, yeah. flying things. I don't like them. Um, I myself don't have a problem with mosquitoes, but I don't love them. No, indeed, who does? It, yeah. Uh, it, it, I don't, it looks... <laughs> yeah, deep thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. It looks um, It looks interesting. It. I'm not sure about the hook. It seems like he's finding patterns and everything so it seems like it might be a little obvious in terms of like a movie that's about like searching for meeting in an isolated existence right you think it's gonna be like pie or something maybe, yeah, where maybe. Uh, drills his head yeah but i don't know I, I also i was hoping it would be more of like willard by way of mosquitoes instead of rats uh but it doesn't Ooh, look yeah. like that's the case it does not look like he's commanding these mosquitoes <laughs> no I yeah, mean, it it looks like he's more say? losing his mind. Um, so I don't know. It it's probably going to be real surreal. Um, yeah, I I'm I kind of fall squarely on the I don't know uh, team. I don't know where I'm like ah, this looks fucking weird. But yeah, who can say? I guess it takes place in 2007 though. So I hope there's a lot of topical discussion <laughs> about the last parts of the Caribbean movie. <laughs> <laughs> that feels like the most that's the most random production to what is that <laughs> <laughs> what's happening there what are we doing well, there's nothing yeah. there's no strong decision <laughs> what the 2007 <laughs> is that like before like is it like a tie into occupy wall street or something like that probably I assumed something it, like that yeah yeah, yeah i imagine it's probably just doing a similar thing in the big short where it's like on the edge of the 2008 collapse yes, yes. right i um also in movies that deserve more hype news, I just want to point out that the movie Mandibles is out. I saw, yeah. <laughs> I haven't watched it yet. It has, Katie, if you're not familiar with Mandibles, mm-hmm. it's a director who does, he did the movie Rubber, which was about a sentient tire that exploded <laughs> people's brains. Oh yeah. Uh, this is about um, uh, two friends who discover a giant fly in the trunk of a stolen car, and they uh, domesticate the giant fly, I believe to... C- can like perform robberies if i remember correctly it has an audience score of a hundred percent and a critic score of 93 percent on rotten tomatoes yeah yeah 
we we talked about it in a previous episode. I just want to update people that they can watch it anytime yeah. at this point. Yep. What's it called again? Mandibles. Mandibles. All right. It's another bu- flying bug movie. I, know. I think that's what reminded me of it. I know. I, I my first instinct was like, I don't know, flying bugs, but you can't you can't this is just argue one. with just one. That's manageable. You can't argue with a score like that. You just can't. Yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, everybody check out uh, Mandibles, but also check out the trailer for Mosquito State. Yeah. Uh, that'll be out end of the month. Cool. Uh, Very cool. That's, Oh geez, guys, it. we did it? it. That's a sewed. We've done it. We did a whole sewed. Well, this was a delight. What a oh, fun, what yeah. a fun time we've had. Indeed, Katie, thank you so much for being on the show. It's my pleasure. Uh, what do you want to tell people uh, about? What do you What do you got going on? What do you want to plug? Yeah, you have you have an agenda. Yeah. You have like a. You want me, I'm not gonna anything you want to tell. Not gonna people? talk about my breakup again. Done that. No, <laughs> <laughs> no I yeah, I can tell people where to go. Uh, you go to, <laughs> if I haven't done this a million times, uh, <laughs> some more news. I, I work with Dave over at some more news and I host the podcast, even more news with Cody Johnston, as well as the podcast worst year ever. Uh, also with Cody Johnston and Robert Evans over on iHeart. So find me at all of those places. Do it. it. In do those things. Indeed. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Do those do immediately. It. Do you have a manifesto you'd like to read or is that? I don't. Should I? <laughs> I'm sure. you sh- you'll get one eventually. They come. Don't f- you don't want to force a manifesto. They'll happen naturally. Yeah. Boy, I feel like that's got to be the nation of maybe of Michael. <laughs> maybe I, I think I have to at least be in my 40s before I'm comfortable enough to have a manifesto. But that's my <laughs> own mm-hmm. imposter. No, yeah. Anybody can have a manifesto. Yeah, you just have to try. They believe in themselves. Yeah, you just have never to thought the- about it like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You just can't force it. You let the manifesto write itself. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to tell people about our Patreon, patreon.com slash unemployed. If you go on there, you can find exclusive podcasts like Tom and Jeff Watch Woo. Batman, Fox Mulder is a Woo. Maniac, and Star Trek The Next Futurama. Uh, we watch movies with our patrons every Friday night. Uh, I'm going to be pushing for the second Twilight movie tonight, so yeah. get ready for it that. It will probably happen. Oh, yeah. Um, we have a store, but I don't. it moved, <laughs> so... Just go to GameplayUnemployed.com, right? Yeah, yeah! You did it. Woo! Good job. It has all our Gameplay links and shit. It does. It, it, at least it should. It, it better. If um, it knows what's good for it. Yeah. It has one link to our to our, our, our Teespring, which is, it is, I just looked it up, Gamefully-Unemployed.Creator.Spring.com, which is why we just say go to GamefullyUnemployed.com. Uh, it's easier. Yeah. Way easier. All right. Yeah, or just like Google us. I don't know. Oh, uh, leave us a review on on the wherever wherever you do reviews. We never say that enough. That's true. Yeah, on the podcast stuff. Give us your sweet sweet reviews. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We mm-hmm. love it. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, mm-hmm. That's. I think that's enough. I think we can all leave. Say goodbye, everyone. Okay. <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> goodbye. Bye.
Our music is produced by Chris Corlew. You can follow him on Twitter at at the Corlew, C-O-R-L-E-W, and find more music at shipwreckedsailor.bandcamp.com. Our artwork is produced by Justin Brown. You can follow him on Twitter at at Justin T. Brown, and find more of his artwork at artnessbyjustinbrown.com and justinbrown.info.